Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 13, if you'd like to follow along in your pew Bible. There's a season for everything and a time for every matter under the heavens, a time for giving birth and a time for dying, a time for planting and a time for uprooting what was planted, a time for killing and a time for healing, a time for tearing down and a time for building up. A time for crying and a time for laughing. A time for mourning and a time for dancing. A time for throwing stones and a time for gathering stones. A time for embracing and a time for avoiding embraces. A time for searching, a time for losing. A time for keeping and a time for throwing away. A time for tearing and a time for repairing. A time for keeping silent and a time for speaking. A time for loving and a time for hating. A time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from all their hard work? I have observed the task that God has given human beings. God has made everything fitting in its time, but has also placed eternity in their hearts without enabling them to discover what God has done from the beginning to end. I know that there's nothing better for them but to enjoy themselves and to do what's good while they live. Moreover, This is the gift of God, that all people should eat and drink and enjoy the results of their hard work. I know that whatever God does will last forever. It's impossible to add to it or take away from it. God has done this so that people are reverent before Him. This is the Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we're in a kind of interesting place in the year because it's almost like a conflicting, a conflict of calendars because in the church we're in the 12 days of Christmas, aren't we? And then in the world, we're moving ahead. Decorations are down, things are done. Much of what we've looked at this past week or so has been about the new year as we've looked at different newscasts and watched TV programs. And, you know, we were at Target yesterday and I'm looking at all the magazines that have all the recaps of what happened in the year. We've heard about what could lie ahead as others, like editorialists and others, have projected what could happen if all the cards line up just right for the best result to occur. For some, the new year is a positive thing. For some, it's not. For some, it's a time of great opportunity as we look ahead, as we think about the unlimited potential, as we step forward in hope and faith, because we know that with the new year comes new things. But you know, I think also we have to remember that at times the new year for some is a time of loss. As we remember something that happened or someone that passed or we remember what could have we could have done or what had happened in the past year today i just want to ask how do you approach the new year i don't really have a rhyme or reason as to how i do it you know this year instead of sitting at home thinking about the new year we were traveling and so you really don't have a lot of time to plan for anything when you're traveling with a 7 year old and a 2 year old You know, we went to Lubbock for a few days. That's where Mindy's brother lives. That's where the twins are and his wife. So we spent time with them. And on the way home, we stopped in Roswell, New Mexico, to visit my aunt and uncle and a cousin and spent the night with some college friends. 
And so we spent New Year's Eve driving home through Riodoso, through Almogordo, across White Sands. And so we got home and really Mindy and I had no plans for New Year's Eve except sleeping, unpacking, and there really wasn't much motivation to celebrate the New Year. And so I can say I really didn't spend a lot of time this year thinking about the New Year. In terms of a resolution, in terms of what needs to happen, in terms of of what I can do to better myself or to better other things. I spent a lot of time driving, which I don't know for you all, translates into a lot of time to think. And so instead of planning resolutions as I drove, I just thought about what has happened in the last year. And what it means for passing of time to occur of the events that happened, of the things that I was part of, of the lives that, that, that touched my life here, here, and of the people that influenced my life, and about the challenges that I faced this past year, and about the ways that I've seen that I have changed, as well as the areas in which I think I can grow. See, you know, the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes is someone that we don't really know. It's, it's called a teacher who says in the scriptures, if you read it in chapter 1, verse 1, it says you know, that, that he's a teacher, he or she is a teacher who's well be a he, who's a son of David. But that's about it. Some have said in the past that Ecclesiastes could have been authored by Solomon. Do we know? I don't know. But we read words of someone who is thinking about what has happened. And what happens? And who's taking this time to reflect on God? And so we read these words today that we've also heard in song. We read words that address this time of year as we reflect what has been, as we look to the present, and as we look and see and weigh the hope that comes with the future. Because with these words we read this morning, what the author really says is that in the grand scheme of things, there's a time for everything. But ultimately it's all dependent on God. It's dependent on the work of God. It's dependent on the actions of God. Or if we look at it through Christ, it already depends on God because Christ has already come and God has acted on our behalf through His Son. And so everything is fleeting, everything passes, but what remains is God and our relationship with Him. And so instead of viewing the new year this morning as I think about it, instead of of it to be new, I think as followers of Jesus, what we read and what we think about in the new year as we read the scriptures is that we're to approach every day as we approach the new year. Every day being a new opportunity, every day being a new day to set aside those sins, those burdens, those hindrances, or anything else that is before us. And in doing so, we exchange them for the grace and forgiveness that comes to us from God through Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, Paul writes this, So then, if anyone is in Christ, 
That person is a part of the new creation. The old things have gone away and look, new things have arrived. All of these new things are from God who reconciled him to us himself through Christ and who gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So Paul essentially is saying is if anyone is in Christ, they're new. The new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. And so every day we're given the opportunity to step forward into a new day, into a new year, because it comes from God who reconciled himself to us through Christ and who gave us the opportunity to reconcile ourselves to him and to others. So as we think today about the new year, And about the Christian life. In the Christian life, a new year is not marked by the changing of a calendar. It's not marked by remembering to write 2014 instead of 2013. It's marked by our willingness. Indeed, by our humility. To approach Christ every day. Recognizing that it's through Him that you and I are made new. It's through Him that we approach the cross. It's through Him that we receive forgiveness. And it's through Him that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. So that those who believe in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I have a bit of uh, media I'd like you to, to watch as the close of this, just to think about it as we prepare for Holy Communion.